Today on the show, any reasons to worry about Tim Lincecum? We play starter sit for week one. We give you some news and notes from around baseball, our MLB season predictions, and specifically why the Yankees are guaranteed to win the World Series. Would you like me to tell you that just right off the top of the show? Go for it. On the edge of my chair here. Yeah. Well, I was going to cite the New York Post because that's, of course, where I read it because that seems to be what I cite every day, but it's now guaranteed. It has made its way across the interwebs. The last six times the Kentucky Wildcats have won the NCAA tournament, the New York Yankees have won the World Series that year. So how can you argue with that? It's a lock. (laughs) It is a lock. I'm going to guess Al watched about five minutes last night. And Scott watched none of the Kansas-Kentucky game. Well, uh, for my part, it's uncanny. Cool. Uh, yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, and nice. <laughs> my part, yes. I watched none. I yeah, I, I was, well. yeah. What were your excuses? It's a championship. Um, my wife wanted to watch something else. Oh, what was it? House Hunters. Oh, <laughs> that's why I'm not getting married. Uh, uh, what's your excuse? Yeah, similar. Uh, you know, we just, uh, my wife and I had a whole list of tasks that we had to take care of yesterday and uh had to get them all done okay so. well you better get them done now because starting tomorrow you're well starting months ago but once the season starts it gets uh, even crazier around here and i did not see it because i was at the chili peppers concert last night and it was awesome so if they're touring in your area check them out follow us on facebook facebook.com slash cbs sports fantasy baseball at cbs fantasy bb on twitter at CBS Scott White, at Al Melk CBS, Al M-E-L-C, at Nando CBS, N-A-N-D-O, and at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. I am Adam Azer with Al Melkior and Scott White, and we start out with some news and notes, and then we get into the hitting and the pitching planners, and then we will give our predictions. And, of course, take your emails at fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Put podcast in the subject line. Ubaldo Jimenez, I feel like an idiot because I was like, well, he's probably not going to get suspended. And Scott's like, well, he the bench is cleared. And yes, yeah, sure enough, <laughs> suspended five games pending an appeal. Do you anticipate him pitching in week one, Al? You're the pitching planner guy. And, and he's had a terrible spring. So what do you think of him this year? Well, yeah, let me start with the, the short-term question first. No, I do not anticipate uh, Jimenez pitching in week one because that's going to knock him out for one start in the rotation. Well, so. he's appealing, though. Yeah, many well, said he may appeal and pitch in week I, one. I, had, I, I can't see why he wouldn't appeal. He's already appealing to the media, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. saying he doesn't know why he was suspended. Well, so You know what? That's a really good point. So, um, yeah, you probably noticed now that I have not yet – Started putting the pitching player together, so uh, yeah, probably now he he is uh, Jimenez is going to be uh, penciled in there. Um, so yeah, I'd say week two uh, is maybe the bigger risk at this point. It could be further down the line, depending on how long the the process drags out. We'll keep an eye on it, but he's not appealing to fantasy owners right now based on his spring. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and for most of the the spring, I've been saying you know don't worry about Jimenez. He looks like a. a decent, you know, mild bounce back candidate, maybe not all the way to where he was two seasons ago. And really that was the first half of two seasons ago where he was really very good. But, um, you know, he just does not seem to have his stuff together in any aspect, you know, emotionally, you know, on the mound. So I'm, I'm a little Velocity wise. That's the big concern for me because it wasn't there for him last year. And, and a guy with control as shaky as his, uh, he needs to be throwing 98, Mm-hmm. And he's not close. Yeah, he he could be on that most drop list early on. We'll see. He could he could be a bust, but I'm not 
Not not saying that's going to happen. Just saying it's possible based on the spring. All right. Tim Lincecum, I thought this was kind of interesting. He's not throwing his slider. He hasn't thrown one slider this spring. And he wants to save his elbow or something like that. And he may not throw that many sliders this year. What do you think, Scott? It concerned me when I first read it because he has had a bumpy spring. And you think, oh, maybe this is why. But the slider prior to last year wasn't a major part of his repertoire anyway. He threw 15.6% uh, of his pitches last year were sliders. Before that, the most was 8.5%. And, uh, I, you know, his reliance on the curveball and the split finger, I, I mean, that there's enough of an arsenal there that I still think he's going to be a very good pitcher. Um, that wouldn't be the basis of my concerns for Lincecum if I had any coming into the season. Brewers outfielder Corey Hart will not open the season on the DL, so that's good news. Let's talk Red Sox injuries. Josh Beckett, will he start this weekend? Bobby Valentine says uh, it looks that way, and then we'll talk about Andrew Bailey. What do you think, Al? Yeah, I mean, that that's the latest that I've seen as well with Beckett uh, starting this weekend, so a little bit of a scare with him, but uh, I think we have to assume at this point that he'll be in the rotation. Got and, a thumb injury. Right, and and he had apparently been dealing with it all spring. I don't know if you've looked at his spring numbers, but last I looked, he had an ERA below one, so it, it doesn't seem like a big deal to me at all. Just another one of those things where you own Beckett, though. You know, it's like yeah. blisters and Well, sure, that, that's the whole thing. Is, I mean, injuries. he's out of the woods right now, but, you know, you draft him probably expecting that uh, sooner or later there's, you know, this could be some other issue. Now, Andrew Bailey, though, that might be a bigger issue. Yeah, he was pretty much told by the first doctor he visited that he needs thumb surgery, uh, which would obviously be something that would sideline him for a while. Going to get a second opinion, hoping to get a different answer. Probably won't, so uh, Mark Melanson definitely needs to be on your radar. Aroldis Chapman will start the year in the bullpen. We, we did not talk about this yesterday, did we? We talked no. about it after the show. Yeah, it didn't happen till after the show. Um, and so, you know, the immediate reaction by, by those in the Chapman camp was, oh, this means he's going to eventually be the closer. But a couple things happened later on. One, Dusty Baker said, Sean Marshall is our closer for now. They they finally uh, finally got that out of him. Uh, and, and two, he said, Chapman will be a starter eventually. Well, if whether or not eventually means this year or, or next year or whenever, they wouldn't want to uh, groom him to be the closer uh, if if they still plan on him being a starter long term. It, it seems to me more like a short short term thing with Bill Bray out needing another lefty in the bullpen. Uh, especially since they're using a lefty as their closer, and uh, so I, I think fantasy-wise, this is this is uh, this is nothing but negative for Chapman. But is it also negative for Homer Bailey and Mike Leake? When well, you hear when you hear hmm. Dusty Baker say he'll be a starter eventually, does I, that give you some? Uh, are you nervous? For for uh, Bailey, yes, I am because he didn't have a good spring, and he really was the guy on the the bubble anyway. I think more much more so than Mike Leak. So I'm not nervous for Leak, but yeah, for Bailey, he's going to have to really come out strong uh, his first couple of times out because I think uh, otherwise it's going to be a really short leash for him. Mets closer Frank Francisco had an MRI on his knee, so let's say he's out just hypothetically, and you can check the website for updates on him. John Roush, Ramon Ramirez, or Bobby Parnell? What do you like? 
I like Roush, um, and the early reports indicate that he is the guy not necessarily going to get all the opportunities, but probably the bulk of them. Uh, you know, and he's been in this role before several times as a as a fill in guy for the ninth inning. So, uh, and he's done it well. So I, I like Roush here. Yeah, that said, I, I'm not sure. I, it, the reports don't seem so pessimistic that that it's obvious to me Francisco's even going on the. DL. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right, no, just, so, just that throwing was it out hypothetical. There. Yeah. Right, right. Ray's outfielder Sam Fold will be out four to five months. He needs wrist surgery. He's owned in one percent of leagues. But is there any <laughs> other good reason? Any other fantasy impact here? Just guys moving around for the Rays and bench players getting some more time. Not really. Maybe it'll uh, get Brandon Geyer up at some point. I like his minor league numbers, and and he could be a worthy platoon partner for Matt Joyce. But I'm not even sure he's going to be the guy on the roster in Fold's place. So, yeah, let's just move on. Our listeners have said more minor league content. Wow. So I listened. That will be part of the show more often this year, especially since we have an extra show this season per week. Justin Morneau will likely begin the season as the Twins' DH Thoughts on him and Twins first baseman Chris Parmalee, Al? Well, I still worry about Morneau, uh, just uh, production-wise. I mean, he's got a regular role, so that's some good news. But what's he going to do with it? And the Twins certainly have a lot of pieces that they can move around and get him out of the lineup if, if Morneau doesn't produce. So that uh, yeah, I'm still pretty nervous about him. I am starting to get kind of optimistic about Morneau. If you see his numbers lately over, like, I ha- I pulled this number off uh, for the show, Fantasy Baseball 360, going to premiere Oh, yeah, Wednesday. yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So that's Wednesday. That's tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's every weeknight. 5 I'm sorry, 5 p.m. 5 to p.m. 6 p.m. Eastern. I did that again. 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. It's on CBSSports.com. It's a live show. It's video hosted by George Sedano with Nando, Al, and Scott on that show as well, not all at the same time. That's a lot of great fantasy content, so you're going to want to check that out. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so getting back to Morneau, I, I pulled off his spring numbers yesterday, and it was something like over his last six games, he's batting 500 with uh, uh, three home runs, which, I mean, obviously a very small sample, but Justin Morneau the last couple of years hadn't seemed capable of anything like that. They feel like he, keeping him off the field is going to allow him to uh, get back to his old self at the plate. And then I'm excited for Chris Parmalee also because he's the one taking over at first base. Six home, um, yeah, six home runs, a 368 on base percentage this spring. And last September, remember, I, I know a lot of people were tuning out of fantasy baseball then, but he hit 355 with four home runs, 12 walks compared to 13 strikeouts uh, during that month when he was up in the big leagues. This is a former first-round pick uh, who obviously has done nothing but impress against Major League Pitching so far. I, he's a must-have, I think, in, in AL-only leagues right now, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up making an impact in mixed leagues also. It's not so exciting for Ryan Domit, though. Well, right. No, yeah. that's a good point because um, now— because he was going to be the one starting at DH, presumably, yep. and now... Oh, that's a great point. Now he's yeah. he's he's a terrible option, isn't he? Well, yeah, and it looked good because he had the catcher, eligi- catcher eligibility, even though he probably isn't going to play that many games at catcher. But now he's actually just more of a backup catcher to a really good Ooh. starter. Well, that's, yeah, that's pretty significant. Um, how about Parmalee? You like him better than Brandon Allen? Uh, pretty close. I think maybe a little bit better. And you know, I, I trust him to really get the opportunity to, to keep the job 
more so than with Allen. So, yeah, I think uh, I do like Parmalee a little bit better. But not as much as, say, Justin Smoke. Uh, yeah, I would say that's right. I agree with both of those. Yeah. Is there any doubt that Brian Mattis will become the Orioles' number five starter? Al, what's the latest there? Not, not for me, but it, there's nothing official yet. Um, Tsuyoshi Wada is at least officially still in that mix, but it's I, I can't really see how they don't give that job to uh, to Mattis. So, for as far as I'm concerned, when I'm setting lineups and things, I'm uh, assuming that Mattis is in there. And I really like him too with his velocity up this spring. I mentioned yesterday Francisco Liriano, the pitcher who who has improved his fantasy value the most this spring. Mattis would be second most for me among pitchers. <laughs> you remember we did that Roto draft? Yeah. Uh, like over a month ago and I for some reason bid like three bucks or something on Brian Mattis. I was like, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> it was now still okay a slight overpay because you yeah. probably could have got him for one. But, oh, absolutely. But now at least but I now feel it, like some justification. Right. Uh, how? See, I knew what I was doing. How much attention <laughs> should we be paying to Cardinals infielder Matt Carpenter? Well, Scott, you you like Carpenter, right? I do. Well, right? Yeah, I, I mean, do. I, you know, I mean, I think there's opportunity for him there, you know, because Freeze has not been able to stay in the lineup for an extended period of time. But and, and yeah. then you got Berkman on the other end. Yeah. You got a uh, Carlos Beltran in the outfield. There's but there's you know the the Alan Craig factor too. True. You know, True. and I don't know that you know we can get value from two Alan Craigs, and and, <laughs> and I don't think Carpenter's quite. I don't like him quite as much as Craig either. Um, really nice on base skills for Carpenter, but I think not nearly as much power potential. But I, I like him. I just, you know, there is a numbers game there with the Cardinals. Uh, you know, we got a Twitter suggestion. If you guys want to tweet us, really me, I guess, since I kind of uh, script the shows in the mornings. If you want to tweet me and there's anything that you want discussed on the show, sometimes we get really good suggestions. One person wanted to know about Colby Rasmus. And his terrible spring. He has two extra base hits and 52 at-bats, and he's hitting below 200 entering Tuesday. Al, what do you think about Toronto outfielder Colby Rasmus? Well, this is one of those things. It doesn't really change my opinion. It just reinforces it. So I just, he's been inconsistent, and uh, you know, particularly as far as power is concerned. I mean, he had one really good power year in St. Louis, but he really had, you know, was swinging for the fences to achieve that. And in the minor leagues, his best power numbers have come in really good home run parks. So I just, I'm just not trusting Rasmus's value even when we've seen it peak so I would I would stay away from him outside of AL only starter sit Rasmus this week Scott I'd sit him I I he's got to prove that he deserves to start I think uh for fantasy owners even if the Blue Jays are giving him the benefit of the doubt starter sit Parmalee this week uh, I think you have to sit him outside of AL-only leagues, although the Twins do have good matchups this week. Uh, three games at Baltimore. Starter sit Morneau. I'll start Morneau, yeah. Okay. Moving down the list here. So another person tweeted me that Drew Pomerantz is in the minors. That is technically true, but I assume there are a lot of pitchers like that, Al, that are going to start in the minors, but since they don't need to make their first start until week two of fantasy that it's really not a big deal they'll come up they're, they're actually i don't think there are that many um surprisingly but yeah there are a few and pomeranz is one of them so yeah don't sweat it um you know he's uh not going to make a start in week one but uh, week two they'll they'll call him up when they need a starter and what's the latest in the astros rotation uh well they finally have settled it and i did see at some point yesterday that um jordan lyles is out and lucas harrell 
has claimed what I thought was the fifth spot, but they're actually, according to one report I saw this morning, slotting him in right behind Wandy Rodriguez at number two. And that just may be an issue of, uh, you know, who's better rested and that sort of thing. I mean, you can't put a lot of emphasis on where guys are. You know, just for example, Anibal Sanchez is the Marlins' number five starter. He's not their fifth best starter. But, okay. you know, that said, Harrell's got the job. Okay. Well, we have just a few more notes. Chris Perez is healthy. And I was going to mention John Mayberry here, but you know what? We'll save him for the for the hitting planner. Actually, starter sit John Mayberry. Well, I, I think in mixed leagues you're sitting him uh, just because he was, if you have him, he was like the last guy you drafted, and there's no reason to go for him yet. But uh, there there's some concerns there beyond that because, well, it seemed obvious at first he was going to be the starting left fielder, and I still think he will be. Uh, the Phillies have been playing Juan Pierre a lot this spring. He's been doing well obviously he has a track rec- a proven track record as a leadoff hitter um and, and mayberry hasn't hasn't been so great this spring so i think uh there's the possibility that could pierre could bump into his playing time ready to talk hitting and pitching guys let's do it scott i know we did the matchups yesterday the good ones and the bad ones you can feel free to repeat it's good information and tell us who we need to start and who we need to sit. And I believe you have one start and one sit for each each position, right? I do. Uh, I have a couple outfielders since obviously that's yes. a deeper position. But I'll I'll get into some of the matchups with these starts and sits. Um, All right. First, we want to start a catcher. Yeah, let's start a catcher. Uh, Wilson Ramos is a guy I'm, I'm rolling with this week. Even though he had a relatively quiet spring, you most likely drafted him to be your starter. Good power potential. And three games against the top of the Cubs rotation, which isn't all that great with Dempster, Garza, and Samarja. Uh, I have Jesus Montero as my sit, mostly because if you're setting your lineup now, you obviously didn't include those two games in Japan, which means Montero has only two games this week, and it's against two pitchers. He went one for seven against last week. Uh, so if if you <laughs> can get a three- or four-game catcher off the waiver wire, that's obviously a better way to go this week. Uh, my start at first base is Kendris Morales. Uh, love what he's done coming back late this spring with the ankle injury two or three home runs already and three games against the Royal staff to open the season. Paul Goldschmidt is my sit because he gets Lincecum, Bumgarner and Kane to begin the year. How about uh, Morales or Morneau? Uh, I would go with Morales over Morneau. Yes. Okay. Um, start at second base is Kelly Johnson. Uh, <laughs> there he, he goes. First yep. starter sits uh, show and he's there. <laughs> it's going to be a, a constant again this season. Probably. <laughs> The, the ideal fringe second baseman. Um, yeah, the the Blue Jays, again, a, a relatively weak top three. They're going against in, in Masterson, Ubaldo Jimenez, and Josh Tomlin. All three of those guys are righties. He hit righties better than lefties last year. Uh, Neil Walker is my sit at second base. I think he's overrated in general. Had an OPS under 600 this spring, so he's he's not hot. Um Say what you want about spring stats. And then he gets Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee, Vance Worley to open the year. Uh, my start at third base is Edwin Encarnacion uh, because he picked up where he left off in the second half. He had a near 900 OPS, was just as hot this spring, and gets those same three games against the Indians rotation. My sit is Mike Moustakis. All right, let's, let's play the starter sit game. Edwin Encarnacion or Mark Reynolds? Uh, I think you have to go with Reynolds. 
you know, for the I have to pick starts and sits. Obviously, that's that's just part of the 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 job description. But for the most part, this first week of the season, unless there's an, something injury wise going on with the player you drafted to be your starter, start you're you're pretty much always going to start him. Okay, so Encarnacion or David Fries? Uh, I think those guys are close. If you had both, well, Freeze has four games this week, so that might be reason enough to go with him over Encarnacion. All right, go on, sorry. Uh, Mike Moustakis is my sit because he has a history of slow starts, um, including his time in the majors last year, and he gets the Jared Weaver, Dan Heron, Irvin Santana this first week. D. Gordon is a start at shortstop uh, this spring. He's, you know, hit for a high average like he did last September. He's walked a little bit more. He's run like crazy. And he gets four games at San Diego. Obviously, the four games is good. And at San Diego, I think, is good for him because if he hits the ball into the gaps there, he's going to run forever. Marco Scudero's my sit. He's had trouble with his sw- swing this spring. And the Rockies are on the road this first week. Lucas Duda uh, is probably going to be a start more weeks than not for me. Sure. And uh, he gets to try out the new dimensions at City Field the first week. Uh, Diane Vicieto, three games at Texas the first week, two against lefties, and he's a right-handed slugger. So uh, I think he's homered in back-to-back games this spring, too. So he's, he's starting to heat up. Jason Hayward, I actually have a, as a sit, even though he's also heating up this spring. He gets two lefties the first week, and um, he had a OPS under 600 against lefties last year. And then Jeff Francoeur, whose OPS was like 150 points lower against righties, gets those same three righties Mike Moustakis gets and Jared Weaver, Dan Heron, and Irvin Santana. So Francoeur is a sit. So that's good information. How did I not know that D. Gordon was Tom Gordon's son? I don't know. I don't know how I didn't know that. Maybe I didn't. I just forgot. But we had a it wasn't in him. the New York Daily News <laughs> post. Oh, now we had a good feature on D. Gordon <laughs> written by John Heyman. So check it out on the website and cbssports.com. Al, you're up with the pitching planner. All right. What do we need to know? All right. Well, pretty much I mean, there, there's a few, just a few basic things you need to know. You know, week one's going to be pretty simple and straightforward. Uh, there's a total of 46 games being played from. Uh, Marlins Cardinals on Wednesday night through you know the slate of games on on Sunday and and sort of an oddity it's not a full slate of games on Sunday which I can't ever remember happening before there for example the Mariners and the A's do not have they're playing Friday and Saturday but they're not playing each other on Sunday so it's a really weird schedule but there's 46 games in total um, there are four two game starters this week and again it's the uh, top two starters for the Mariners and the and the uh, A's who have already all gone once already. So if you're in a league that's not counting those Japan Series games, there are no two-star pitchers this week. If you do count those games, then you've got uh, Jason Vargas, who's actually getting flipped ahead of uh, Felix Hernandez in that uh, weekend series with Oakland. Then Felix Hernandez, and then on the Oakland side, you got Brandon McCarthy and Bartolo Colon. If, you, if you're counting those Japan games, then you've already set your lineup and you've already got those two-star pitchers in. Yeah, most likely. Unless it's, you know, some commissioner format where maybe yeah. you could make changes after. I think there are some leagues where you sure. could make changes after that. But it, it, but yeah, it, either way, going forward at this point, everybody's a one-star yeah. pitcher. And those guys all have great matchups. Those four A's Mariners pitchers. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? 
Uh, I would say that, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, those teams never score runs against each other, so yeah. and they'll score runs, you know, against most teams. So, yeah, uh, and, and and they're good pitchers. I and I am including Bartolo Colon. I, you know, I like him sure. this year. Hey, look, you've earned that at this point. After, After one his first start, start, yeah, you've earned it. No small sample alert there. <laughs> uh, so, and actually, before the show, I, I uh, made a little error, but now that we're we're on the show, I can correct myself because I told you there were eighty-eight total starters. I was. Uh, incorrectly taking out those four two start guys so going forward there's 46 games just double that so there's 92 starters still that's not a lot to choose from if you're filling out a 12 team league um there's not a lot of excess there yeah you might just have to say if he's got a little baseball next to him in my cbsports.com league i'm putting him in my lineup if he's starting in real life, then he's starting for me. So, yeah. So unless it's, you know, to take example of a Lucas Harrell, who apparently is getting slotted in at number two, yeah, that's somebody, maybe one of the handful of guys that you, you wouldn't start in a, in a mixed league this week. But for, you know, for the most part, yeah, if you've got him going, you got to get him in there. Um, there were two names that, that stuck out for me in terms of guys who I, I, you may not start normally, but I really like their, their matchups. Uh, Luke Koshaver uh, has a start against the Angels. Granted, he's going to draw you know, a difficult opposing uh, pitching matchup. Um, I'm still not that sold on the Angels lineup with Pujols. I still think it's not one of the stronger lineups in the AL. And and if nothing else, it's at Anaheim. So that's a good, you know, Hoshaver's not going to have a park factor issue there. So I kind of like him this week. And Phil Hughes, if you're a little bit nervous about him, sort of a similar thing. He's playing the Rays, who aren't an easy lineup by, by any means. Uh, but, you know, at least he's not going to have some of the park factor issues that, that he has at home sometimes pitching at Yankee Stadium. So those are guys that, you know, may be on the bubble for you. I'd give him a ride this week. And uh, in terms of a few names of, of pitchers that you won't be able to use that you might be surprised, Brandon Beachy is going to be the Braves' number four starter behind Mike Miner. That pushes him to week two for his first start. I mentioned already Anibal Sanchez is going to be the Marlins' fifth starter to start the year. That pushes him to week two. And uh, if you were looking forward to, in a head-to-head league, getting Matt Moore in there in your uh, uh, relief uh, slot, uh, again, uh, you're going to have to wait till week yeah. two to, to use uh, more. A couple others to add to that list, guys, who won't start this week. C.J. Wilson, the Angels' fourth starter. Cole Hamels, the Phillies' fourth starter. Again, not in not in talent necessarily, but that's just the way they're, they're yeah, slotting yeah. to begin the season. Well, one of our emailers wrote in, I didn't include this one in the show, but he said he's got Matt Moore and Neftali Feliz as his RPs, <laughs> and neither of them are starting this week. So you know, what? See if Javi Guerra's out there, or Sean Marshall. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Or maybe, if if not, maybe Mark Melanson yeah. for this week. So, Al, what do you want me to do? You want me to just uh, read some names for you? Tell me if you like them. Let's, let's do that. And again, people may not have a, a choice here, but Jake Peavy against the Rangers. Yeah, well, there's the key against the Rangers. At the Rangers. Don't, don't like works. the matchup. I mean, both of the, either venue, uh, Chicago or Texas, is a, a potentially tricky one for, for Peavy. So, um, you know, again... Uh, you're going to have to look and see what your alternatives are. You may just be stuck starting whoever you have going this week, but if you have an alternative, I would skip PV this week. How about Ibaldo Jimenez against the Toronto Blue Jays at home? Yeah, probably, even though I said I'm concerned, at least this week, because you're going to have so few alternatives, uh, I'd have a hard time seeing a better alternative than Ubaldo for uh, a standard league. Uh, Josh Beckett, any worries about him? Would you want to see it first? No, I'd, I'd, I'd let him roll unless, you know, at some point today you see some news that, uh, you know, his status has changed, and, and I'll expect that. Jire Jurgens against the Mets at the Mets. 
uh, I think you got to start him just because there's going to be so few alternatives. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's and, and I I might start him. That that seems like a favorable enough matchup to me that that I would lean towards starting him anyway. Maybe more less starters sit and more how do you feel about it since I just don't think there are going to be that many decisions to make for fantasy owners this week. How do you feel about Ricky Nolasco against the Reds? Well, it's, it's funny you mention it because you know, I was thinking of you know guys that are slotted forward in the rotation farther than you might think. And in any other week, I would say he's definitely, Nolasco is definitely a sit. I think it's still a week where you'll look and see if maybe there's somebody, you've got some depth on your bench uh, available. Just give it a second look, but in all likelihood, you're going to start Nolasco this week. He's going to allow a few homers in that game <laughs> at Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> oh, James McDonald's at home facing the Phillies. So I'm trying to think how many righties they have out. <laughs> uh, they, they have some lefties in that lineup, don't they? Well, Ryan it's, Howard's injured. Chase Utley's it, injured. Exactly. I don't even know anymore. It's a weak lineup. That's a, uh, the is, Phillies is, are a good matchup. And that's home, right? That's, that's in Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's a home game, yeah. So, believe it or not, probably a good week to start James McDonald. Who do you like better in this matchup, Carlos Zambrano or Bronson Arroyo? These are, these are potential, probable starting pitchers right now, obviously subject to change. Zambrano or Arroyo? Whew. Uh, reluctantly, I probably, you know, if I have to pick one, I'm picking Zambrano, but, um, both very risky. Juan Nicasio or Jay Happ in their matchup? Nicasio. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 a that's an easy one. Yeah. What do you think about Nicasio? You like him this week? Uh, against, against the Astros Houston? on the road? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good guy to pick up off the waiver wire for this week. And, you know, if he has a, a good start, goes six, seven innings with about a strikeout per inning, you might just want to hold on to him. Just kind of perusing these matchups here. I I can't say I'm going to be excited to watch Jake Westbrook against Randy Wolf <laughs> or Aaron Harang getting Clayton Richard. Anybody piquing your interest there? Uh you know, actually Richard, I mean, you know, he missed most of last year, but uh I, I liked him going into last year and uh you know, the Dodgers I think they're they're gonna be a little better than they were last year offensively, but that's that's not a bad matchup in this week. I think that makes Richard a start. Liam Hendricks for the twins and Jason Hamill for the Orioles on Sunday. Is that happening? Yeah, that is happening. Actually, that's a, yeah, a good one to point out because sort of similar to the Harrell uh, situation. Now, Hendricks, that's probably going to be the only start he makes unless Scott Baker uh, or Jason Marquis are out longer than anticipated. And in Marquis' case, it's 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 not even an, an injury; it's a personal issue. So, uh, but it, Hendricks, uh, yeah, it's you know, again, check your. Check your alternatives. Uh, if you've got them, this is maybe your one chance to start them for a long, long time. And Henderson Alvarez, how many no-hit innings does he throw against Josh Tomlin and the Indians? Uh, at least nine. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in the world of pitching, or shall we move on to the emails? Oh, no, oh, we to, the to, predictions, predictions, to the predictions. My bad. All right, you guys ready then? I'm ready. Who wants to kick it off? Al does. Al. Sure I do. <laughs> Al sure start in the AL for Al. All right. So, yeah, AL East was a little tougher than I thought. I do have the Yankees winning it, which, you know, that's not something that I, I picked happily. But I give them a little bit of an edge over the Rays. Uh, and that, but actually, the really tough decision was third and fourth because I do like the Blue Jays this year. I think yeah. they'll, you know, they'll be a winning team, but I actually picked them finishing fourth because I just have, even despite my great love and admiration for Henderson Alvarez, I, I do have some questions about the starting rotation. And uh, you know, after Romero, just a lot of question marks. So 
Boston is a better balanced team. Uh, so I picked them third, Toronto fourth, uh, and then, sorry, Baltimore fifth. Baltimore fifth is the easy one there. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. You didn't have to go through the whole division. Oh, okay. So we just want division winners. Yeah. And, all yeah. right. So then, all right. But you get, you know, bonus material there on the sure. AL East. <laughs> AL Central. Um, yeah, I've got the Tigers. That one was, was very easy. Um, I will say second place was hard. I, I picked the Indians slightly yeah. over the uh, the Royals. Second through fifth. Yeah. You just... It's a roll of the dice. It, it could yeah. go any order, really. I, I picked the White Sox second, but they could finish fifth. I mean, yeah. <laughs> now here's where I, I'm almost positive Scott and I have a, a big difference of opinion. I've got the Rangers in the West. Um, I, again, I'm just I'm not sold on the Angels' offense, and you know, to me, they sort of look like the the Giants of Southern California. Uh, great pitching. It'll take them far, but I don't think it'll take them far enough to finish ahead of a Rangers team that has a much better lineup and still pretty good pitching. Oh, you underestimate the Angels lineup. And and I think you might underestimate their starting rotation too. I think this rotation may be better. May be better than the Phillies last year. And uh, you know, obviously people are expecting the Phillies rotation to carry them again with almost no lineup uh to start out the season. So uh no, I, I mean, uh, it's not so much that I disagree that the Rangers are good. They're arguably the second or third best team in the American League, but I, I do like the Angels more. Okay, so now we need two wild cards from you, Al. All right, so well, that's where I get the Angels in there in a, in a wild card and the Rays. And again, I, you know, the Rays I could have picked probably just as easily as the Yankees for the for the division. So, um, yeah, yeah, so I got, you know, I I printed out my predictions, and I'm wondering if you just kind of stole mine because <laughs> I have the same exact five. Yankees, Tigers, Rangers winning the West. No, they're just the right predictions. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know why I have the Rangers winning the West. I think I just I hate the Angels outfield, yeah, you know, lineup well, wise. I thought maybe it was the movie you were talking about. Yeah. Oh yeah, I like Angels. Angels in the outfield. Yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, is it in your top three? <laughs> no, it's certainly no. not. <laughs> yeah, so Yankees for me in the East, Tigers, Rangers, Angels, and the Rays winning the wild card. Yeah, what do you got, Scott and Ao? Uh, it's, it's close to the same. Really, I see, I know, uh, cbssports.com, they, 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 uh, asked all the, the baseball experts to come up with their picks, and, and a couple people, I think, had the Blue Jays as a wild card. I don't think they're, they're close to that status yet. Really? Uh, I mean, if they played in the, if they played in the NL west or central i mean maybe we could talk about it but if they played their al they're gonna get yeah well yeah they they would they would be my pick to finish second in the al central if they were in that division so yeah they they are hurt by that but you just compare their roster to the top three in that division it's it's clearly inferior uh so i have the yankees first again i have the Rays second yankees obviously the strength is their lineup Rays obviously the strength is the pitching staff red sox finished um, of of the six teams, okay, I I think I skipped this point entirely. There's only six teams I think with a chance of making the playoffs in the AL. So For it's just spots. a matter of picking five of those six. The one I left out was the Red Sox, just because they're not as loaded in either area as the Yankees and the Rays, and they have a lot more injury risks going on we keep saying the the rays you know we all have the rays making the playoffs but they probably have the worst lineup of all the teams we've discussed it yeah maybe but it's not a bad lineup longoria zobrist in the middle desmond jennings i think is gonna have a breakout season i i mean they they do have the luke luke scott um i think matt joyce would be a big 
the X-Men. bottom of the order is is yeah, pretty it's brutal. Suspect. But you know, top two thirds, I I like it fine. And and really, you know, in real life, it, it's the opposite of fantasy for me. I, you know, obviously, I, I grew up watching the Braves and, and their great pitching staffs. The Phillies last year were a no brainer with theirs. You you have a bunch of pitchers who can pitch deep into games and and are among the best in the league. You're, you, over a 162 game season, it's going to win you a lot of games. So, right, so you got the Yankees in the East, yeah. Tigers in the Central, yeah, Angels, Angels in the West. over the Rangers. Rangers obviously a wild card. Rangers and Rays. So we have the same five teams. The yeah. only difference is we all left out the Red Sox. We all left out the Red Sox, which is kind of crazy. But I, I don't know. Not looking good right now for them. But the only difference in the picks is that Al and I have the Rangers winning the West, and Scott has the Angels. To the National League, I went Braves, Reds. Diamondbacks, Phillies, and Brewers as my wild card. You are the most confident person in the Braves that I've seen. I have no idea who's going to win that division. I don't think it's the (laughs) Nationals. The Nationals, to me, are the Blue Jays. You know, they're they're good. There's a lot of reason to be optimistic. But if you really look at the rosters and when all the injuries come in, they're just not going to be able to keep it together for 162. And I the Phillies lineup is dreadful. And the Marlins have their three best players are all injury prone. So I went with the Braves in the NL East. Yeah. And, and yeah. not to go out of turn here, but I, among that panel of CBS baseball experts, um, I, I was the one who picked the Braves the highest. I was the only one who picked them second in the East. Wow. Uh, I have the Phillies still winning because of the strength of their pitching staff. The Braves, you know, I look at their lineup and I compare it to the Marlins, to the Nationals. It, it's really not... Particularly if you expect Hayward to bounce That's back. That's exactly it's, why it's I really them not. Win. It's really not worse. So, but they do have a lot of question marks on the pitching staff. Tommy Hansen rebuilt delivery. Jair Jurgens is he going to stay healthy? All of that. Um, so uh, I, I picked them second, barely over the Marlins. I actually have those two from the same division as the wild card mm. teams in the National League. In the Central, I have the Brewers winning. Uh, because I still think they have the best starting rotation of the three teams, particularly with Chris Carpenter out. Um, and uh, I think Braun is going to have an MVP caliber season. I actually have him winning MVP, because how could you not give it to them if they win the Central? Uh, and then I have the Diamondbacks as the West. I think they're the best team in the National League. Really? Second best pitching staff to the Phillies, especially when you factor Trevor Bauer coming in at some point, and uh, a, a good lineup uh, with Upton, Montero, Chris Young. All of them. So you you don't have the Reds making the playoffs? I don't. The they, I have them second in the Central over the Cardinals, but missing a, the, the second wild card because uh, I have the Braves and the Marlins winning that. All right. So, um, yeah, NL East is tough. I've got the Phillies. You know, exactly, Scott, what you said. Just, you know, the pitching can can overcompensate for the, the lack of offense. Um, very tough between the Marlins, Nationals, and Braves. I, I went Marlins. Uh, then Nationals, then Braves. Just I thought the Braves had the most question marks, both on the pitching and the, the hitting side. Nationals, I'm not that worried about the pitching, but I'm not that impressed with the lineup. And the Marlins, it sort of surprised me. I actually saw them as the most balanced team out of those three, even though I don't think that either their pitching or their hitting is you know fantastic. I think yeah. it's very good and has maybe has the potential to be. An- another thing why I picked the Marlins third, no pitching depth. Somebody gets yeah. hurt. That's there's yeah. there's nothing 
And, and, and it will happen at some point. But yeah. That's what I, I always try to factor in injuries, and I just think the Marlins are so injury-prone. Believe me, I'd love to see them make the playoffs. i just not optimistic then about it. Then you're going to see the magic that is Wade LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> Great spring. Okay, so, so, so you got so the I got Phillies the, in the East? So I got the Phillies in the East. I got the yeah, Marlins uh, second, and, and going looking ahead, they're a wild card for me. Um, the Central, I've got the Reds uh, winning. Uh, then Cardinals, then Brewers. Very tight race. Could go any way with those three. Love the the Reds lineup, and I see you know old, several guys: Votto, Stubbs, uh, Bruce, all you know having good years, better years than last year. Uh, West, yeah, it's the Diamondbacks, um, and probably not even close. I got the Dodgers second. Um, you know, maybe just barely as a five hundred team. Yeah. Uh, my other wild card in addition to the Marlins is the Cardinals. Uh, but like I said, could just as easily be the Brewers, could just as easily be the Nationals or the Braves. But, um, you know, Cardinals uh, with Wainwright uh, back. Yeah, I just, Tony La Russa. And Pujols. Big lot. Yeah, Pujols, I mean, obviously. Pujols is huge, too. But, but they both lost Wainwright last both year, and they won the World Series. But it's La Russa that people aren't going to be talking about that could hurt them more. I I agree with that. There There have been a lot of years in the past where I have picked the Cardinals. I looked at their roster. I was just like, eh. And didn't include them in the playoffs, and then they made it. I mean, that's that's managing. That's good managing. He's he's one of the best of all time, and and I think they're going to miss that also. Okay, let's do World Series, and then we got to get out of here. <laughs> this took way too long. <laughs> so Al, go ahead. Who's winning the World Series? Tampa Bay Rays. Get no chance. <laughs> no way. Because at that point, then the, the the pitching takes over, and and I just love that rotation one through five. So. You know, and obviously in the playoffs, it's one through four. Yeah, but you need good Didn't hitters. work for the Phillies last year. Yeah. Didn't work for the Braves for forever. And, and <laughs> you need hitters who can hit good pitching in the yeah. playoffs, and the Rays don't I think, have that. No, I think they have enough. And I said, yeah, the bottom of their order is brutal, but the, there's nothing wrong with the middle of that order. So or, Rays yeah. over who? Uh, well, you're going to think this is wacko, too, but I picked the Reds because okay. I think they do have uh, hitting that can hit good pitching. I mean, it could happen. I, you, I try to apply reasoning to who's going to win the World Series. It, it's basically just any of the 10 teams who make it could win, <laughs> really. Who picked the Cardinals going into the playoffs last year? Mm, I don't really agree with that. They no. were hot. They were real hot oh, going yeah. into the playoffs. They were great but in the you, But you half. see hot teams a lot of times not make it. Like uh, the Rockies a couple years in a row were the hottest right, team. But there are usually a couple of teams that make the playoffs that you're like, they have no chance of winning the World Series. Out of and eight, I would say they six do. of them have Sometimes it. they do. Yeah, fine. Okay, uh, whatever. Who's going to win the World Series? I, I'll, I'll just stick to the teams I think are the best in their leagues, and that's the Angels over the Diamondbacks. Well, now I feel like a homer. I, I really think the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year, and I think Pettit is going to actually have a very good year and be a big part of that. Uh, I got the Yankees over the Braves. And the Braves are going to be like my team, I think, now that I know that I'm higher But on they're my than, team. Okay, they well, they're our team. team. You, can, you, you guys can have, can have them. You can share the Yankees with me if that helps, Scott. Uh, I don't, that doesn't help. I'm, hi, I'm higher on the Braves than anyone else in the world, apparently. Okay, I got the Yankees over the Braves. Al has the Rays over the Reds. And you have the Angels over the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. Thanks, everybody. Sorry we didn't get to your emails. We'll get to more of them tomorrow when it's opening day. Marlins and Cardinals tomorrow night. We'll talk to you all later.